Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast, brought to you by BetterHelp. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have, life can be pretty damn hard. And without a healthy mind, it's even harder. Check out online therapy with betterhelp.com toast and be on your way to a little more ease. Welcome back to the show. Happy hump day. Starting the week with a hump day, the work week for us with a hump day, it's an amazing feeling. It rarely happens. It rarely happens. And also, it rarely, it's, the last episode we did was on Friday, where we were literally scraping the bottom of the barrel for something mm-hmm. somewhat interesting to discuss. Mm-hmm. Little did we know, all we had to do was take off two days, Monday and Tuesday, for Labor Day and Rosh Hashanah, to come on Wednesday with the juiciest show we've had in a while. Yeah, there's so much to talk about and it's really exciting to have things in which to talk about and some really like exciting news that I feel personally invested in. Yeah, there's a lot going on. First layers, obviously all the celebrity news that happened in the last three days, like literally all last night. Just yeah. so fucking crazy. Yeah. Two, I watched the most television I've ever watched in my life over the holiday and over the weekend because I didn't do anything over the weekend. And I cannot wait to discuss things we both watched, things I just watched and the TV recap is fucking quaking. The TV recap is quaking, and I just have three words. The D'Amelio Show. The motherfucking D'Amelio Show. And, by the way, just programming, like, we don't have time for Dear Toasters today. Like, we have so but much to catch up on. Dear Toasters is on Tuesday. But we're not going to skip it this week. No, no, we're just, it's going to be we'll on do Tuesday. it on a slower day. No, but it's like when we do, when we miss a TV recap that was supposed to be, like, we don't then recap it the next day. Like, it just, it's on its day. We miss the You mean you're going to wait till next Tuesday for Dear Toasters? Yeah, yeah I do. I don't know if the toasters would be too pleased to hear about this. I think that it's in line with our stance on other issues. We'll see. We'll talk about it after at our strategizing meeting. (laughs) And then third, where was I? Celebrity news, TV I'm excited to talk about. And you have something to talk to me about, you said. I do. Is that the third thing? No, but thank you for reminding me. The third thing is that we also were a part of all the drama last night because we dropped a Patreon episode with the biggest fucking bomb in our family's legacy. And that's saying a lot, okay? Yeah, like, we were saying last night, like, this is the craziest episode I think we'll ever record. And I personally, like, was not... Being clickbait. Exaggerating. I was not lying. Like, when I think about, like, the news that we could share, like, this is one of the craziest things that we've shared. Because if you know us as a family, which most of you do, like, it's wild. 
It's wild. So the new podcast is up. We dropped it last night. It's on our Patreon. Patreon is our subscription service. You guys know $7.99 a month gets you five extra episodes and it gets you early access to the juiciest drops. Like last night, we were in the studio with a third person who dropped a truth bomb. And that's all I'll say. Yeah. Now the thing I wanted to talk to you about. Great. So you recommended me this book. And... (laughs) Okay. No, I, let me finish. And I just want to let everyone know it's the book I've been saying that's a sweet rom com that's extremely porny. It is not a rom com. It is literally erotica. Okay, let me just say that. Okay. And so you kept calling me yesterday, like, did you read more? Did you read more? And, and I was very involved in this TV show, which I'll talk about in the TV recap. So I didn't read more. Okay. And I could not sleep last night just because I've had five days off. I've been like sleeping till noon, so I was like really off. Ben is snoring away, and I'm like, you know what? I could read, and. I read two chapters. I'm about like maybe almost 70% okay, of the so way through. You, What's the book called again? It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. Everyone, Every time I say it's the raunchy porn book, everyone's like, wait, what was it again? It is pornography. Like I was shook that you read this book. And I was wondering why like you were calling me so much, <laughs> like asking if I read the book, like who fucking cares? And then I finished, I think it's chapter 19. Um, and I was cackling in my bed understanding why you were calling me asking if I read the book because spoiler alert she puts her finger up her boyfriend's butt is that what you were referring to I wasn't waiting for anything in particular I just wanted to like one when I recommend a book to someone like I'd like to know how it's going I knew that you were reading a lot this weekend yeah so I just wanted to know if like things were in line with you know how I said they would be so you weren't waiting for me to see the finger in the bum no like to me there was like so much you know stuff happening in every scene that not one thing not one stuff like stuck out stood out over not one finger not one finger okay because like i finished a chapter and i was cackling because it was all coming together (laughs) like that's probably why you were calling me that's a fucking crazy thing to happen in the book like it's an insane fucking book (laughs) i just and by the way i like it i can't believe you read it and liked it okay so i read it because snitch almost chose it for the redheads Thank the Lord that she didn't. Yeah, because it's not, you guys couldn't really have like an intellectually stimulating conversation. No. Um, and I was surprised by how much I liked it considering like it's so porny, it's so IA. And I, th- I, th- I think that the love story is like really there. Don't I you think, think so too. It's, it gives me this like the vibe of like people like joke about Twilight. But like we really know like Twilight is a true love story. Right. Like, and they are both some of the most talented actors in the business and people are like, oh, Twilight. Like, I agree with you. It's like a silly book, but the love between Brendan, spoiler alert, and Piper is real. Right. So that's why I, I recommend it to everyone because I think it's a nice book, but it's also like an embarrassing on was, my part. I was like, going to say, don't you feel weird recommending I, it? I feel extremely weird. That's why I can't say like, it happened one summer by Tessabella without being like, it is extremely raunchy and porny. No, you're not selling it. It's erotica, like, period. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. They we, probably can't sell it in bookstores. Here's like. the thing. We were talking about it with Snitch at Rosh Hashanah, and I need her to read it because all the books that she reads are raunch porn. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if this book is more than it the is. usual or is it just another book in the life of Snitch? Well, I feel like I read a good amount of erotica because I read so much Colleen Hoover, <laughs> and, like, she really... It puts so much unnecessary porn in her books. And I can tell you definitively that this book is the most erotic. I think I, I've never read Fifty Shades, but I think it's up there. <laughs> I agree. It's nuts. I agree. But Snitch reads like all these books. She so read Fifty Shades. Is this just another day in the life for Snitch? So also for the 
toasters and readers out there, please read this book and let us know what you think. Where does it rank on the porn scale? So like for you, it's a 10. It's 100%. the porniest book you've ever read. Yes. I would think for me too. I have to like think back to things that I've read. But I would think for me too, yes. Yeah, like you know it's bad. Well, not bad, but like it's high on the porn list. When the author refers to a woman's vagina <laughs> as her sex. Oh, well, you know, also the P word. Oh, by the way. Oh, we talked about that on Rosh Hashanah, not at the, on the not podcast. On the this book said the P word, pussy. <laughs> and I was so shook, by the way, when I, was, I read two chapters last night, said it again. Might have even said it three times. Yeah, no, she, the author comes out big and bold yeah. with the word pussy. It's, it's shocking to see it on your Kindle, you know? <laughs> you could click on it and get a definition. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent a lot of the weekend watching TV. I'm also almost through that book. I really like it. Like, it's very sweet. I'm not trying to rush through it. It's, it's just cute. shocking. Like, it's, the level of porn, like, is just a lot for, like, the book, the content of the book, but... I want to know from other readers who read mostly YA, which is also Porn. synonymous with erotica. <laughs> what do you think? It Happened yeah. One Summer by Tessa Bailey, and it's also a, just a good book. It is. It's cute. Um, and then other things, we're going to dive into the TV recap, but we both watched The D'Amelio Show. Mm-hmm. Last night I finished Clickbait, which was like everyone's obsessed with, and I have a lot of thoughts. And I, I don't know if you'd like it, but it was pretty good. I also watched um, Only Murders in the Building. Okay. And I watched, I was spent a lot of time on Hulu. I watched some of Nine Perfect Strangers. And I just, I have a lot of thoughts on everything, especially the D'Amelio show. I know that you and I are really on the same page about that. So that will be in our TV recap. But before that, like, there's so much to do. There's so much to do. And I watched Cinderella. Oh, yes! So I'll let everyone know what I thought about it. I watched, Give us a sneak peek. I watched Shrek 4. I thought it was incredibly <laughs> dark. And, like, I don't know what the campers are going to oh, wow. be doing. Like, I hadn't, I'd never seen Shrek 4. because Didn't the storyline. The storyline didn't even ring a bell. Um, and it was just a lot of, like, it was, it was hard. There was, like, a, an ogre revolution. Like, it's insane. An ogre-ution? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. No, Trek 4 is, like, the personification of, like, too much of a good thing. Yeah. But it, they also, like, did a pretty good job. But it was just, like, too dark. Like, Rumpelstiltskin, like, is an animal. Anyways. What else did I watch? D'Amelio's. Cinderella. I think that's it. If anything else comes to me, I'll let you know. I finished my book. Empty Mansions took me forever. I wouldn't really recommend. Could have been an article. This is a meeting that could have been an email. A book that could have been an article. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I feel like we should just dive in because it's like killing me not to talk about certain things. So okay. without so, further. Without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Before we dive in, I have a very funny do story. Ooh. Last night was the second night of or the first night after Arab of Rosh Hashanah and me and Ben had um, the Rosh Hashanah meal with his family and you know Theo just like was running amok like living his life and then we get home and we're laying in bed and I'm like smelling something <laughs> and I'm like do you smell matzo ball soup <laughs> and Ben's like yeah I do and we're like sniffing around like where's the soup and literally Theo's ears sopping wet it smelled like dill. You know the smell of like yeah, matzo ball soup. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how it got in there, but like no one was really paying attention to him when we were at dinner. So he must have just like run into the kitchen, maybe hopped on the counter and like drank some soup. Good for him. He, he just wanted to, to celebrate. celebrate. Yeah. He's such a good Jewish boy. Such and like of everything he could have snagged. Some the soup. soup. Good so, for the soul. So sweet. That's a he beautiful probably still smell. I didn't watch it. I was That's too a tired. beautiful story. It was a stunning moment. 
okay of yiddishkeit and spirituality and ruach in our family yes and so now without further ado like we won't dilly dally any longer before we let you know that pregnant kylie jenner is showing off her baby bump for the first time in a new video posted to her instagram confirming the rumors are true uh Uh, deleted my twitter and that kylie is pregnant kylie is pregnant Part two. No, this isn't surprising just because, like, there have been all these theories. And if you're, like, in the know and you watch TikTok, like, you knew that she probably might have been pregnant. Um, I'm glad that she was able to tell on her own terms. I do feel like all these conspiracy theories, like, probably pushed up her announcement date slightly. I do feel sad, like, I don't know. I just, like, hate that we live in this world, like, where people just can't announce their own pregnancy. But then, you know, I did you know, falls down in a small rabbit hole on TikTok this morning, like people thinking Kylie's already given birth. Mm-hmm. Um, because in one of the videos, Stormy is wearing like uh, Christmas pajamas. So like oh. if the timeline were to add up, I don't fucking know. But I just see Stormy being like sort of chaotic about when she celebrates her holidays. And like Kylie, of course, would never do that, but she would allow Stormy to because she wants Stormy to be happy. I don't think that's true because like for a few months, especially in the beginning of the year, like Kylie was like always with her friends. Out and about. 1942 going to the beach like crazy stuff that's true so i think i saw one thing like a comment or something that said based on her manicures in the videos and like yeah timing that she's probably due in december that'd be crazy that'd be crazy and i just want to say like it means something to me to be pregnant at the same time as kylie of course like it's what are you a monster (laughs) i don't know like i don't know if people would like think that these things matter it matters. I am just like over the moon. Do you feel like, even better about your decision to get knocked up now? A hundred percent. And just like what a great, fabulous pregnancy buddy. And so I guess she would be like two months ahead of me. I'm hoping maybe she's like January and she's yeah. just like, um, like maybe the that TikTokers the, aren't right. Maybe those like belly pictures were from yesterday and yeah. that's why she was waiting to post this video till she had like more belly pics. And the video was fabulous, by the way. Like it was really so sweet, sweet to the point. Yes, exactly. So I just like, it's just going to be such a fun journey. And I was the one who, I did say that I thought that with this pregnancy, Kylie would, give it, would be giving us pregnant Kylie content. You did say that. So I'm excited to see that. And then also like the postpartum journey, I'm excited to like hopefully line up with her and like see where she's at and all these things. No, it's stunning. Like and the I'm, rumors are that she's having a boy just because she's been using like blue heart emojis on stuff, which mm, is like pretty. I don't know if she would be that obvious. Pretty thin. Yeah. Um, but then that's also exciting for me. Totally. Like maybe Two our boys, our boys could be friends. Maybe your boys could be boys, and they would say, "We, we them boys. boys. We, what? We, we making noise. noise?" That's what the boys would say as they came out of your vagine, out right. of your, out of your sex, <laughs> out, of your, out of your pussy. <laughs> No. <laughs> it's good to have goals in life. And that's one. No, it's really fabulous news. Like, I love, you know what I love is like, there's so many rumors about like Kylie, Travis, like Travis has a side bitch. Like, maybe it's true, but like, they always present a united front. And mm-hmm. I just like love that for them. Yeah. No, I really do too. And I'm so happy. F- I'm happy for Kylie. Me too. And I loved the Kris Jenner um, sonogram moment. I know, but it's also crazy to me that Kylie waited till her first sonogram, which is usually around like seven, eight weeks, in order to share with. Chris. It did feel like they were really surprised. You think? Like when she had was in the beginning of the video had the pregnancy test and her and Travis were like, what? Like I got the vibe that it was like a shock, like it wasn't planned. Oh. That's just me. I don't know, maybe because I've been reading like some of the rumors where it's like they've been trying and you know, she wants another baby. Like I just assume that they were trying. It's possible, but so I just 
I loved it all. And all the like sisters are so excited for her. Yes, it's and so cute. Like it's very, very sweet. And I love that she's like out and about now, you know? Like who knows? The possibilities for what we can get from Kylie in the next couple months are endless. And you know, I'm really feeling creatively like stymied in terms of pregnancy. Maternity wear. Maternity wear, especially at this stage where it's like my clothes like don't really fit. Like yeah, my usual clothes. But I'm like when I look at maternity websites it's for like really big bellies mm-hmm. so i'm just kind of in this in-between phase Le- leggings leggings yeah um so i'm looking to f- forward to seeing like what kylie brings to the table maybe some inspo because like she what- should do kylie maternity i know um, now that i've been like looking for maternity clothes and there's some good options like asos has maternity i just placed an order oh good uh, there's hatch that they reach out to me they're gonna send me some things fabulous um there's some cool maternity wear but like of course it's like there's a gap in the market. No, there is. <laughs> no, but there is. Like, for real. Yeah, but then I'm sure, like, then you give birth and you forget about the gap and you move on. Till, of course. Till the next time. Of course. Yeah. But not everyone, like, is pregnant and has to look their best on a, t- on a TV show. A podcast. On a TV show. Yeah, on a world-renowned Peabody Award-winning show. Agreed. Not everybody. So I'm just going to keep going with the things that stretch. And then I'll let you guys know. By the way, that's my department. Like, if you want to go shopping, just let me know. I was really, like, close to looking in Zach's closet today. No. But it's, like, I'm not that big. Like, that would be really, like, unnecessary. No, that would just be, like, it would actually be concerning if you were at that stage when you're only, like, three months or four months. Yeah, but I have been wearing some of his, like, um, bottoms to bed. Because the waistband starts to get, like, a little tight. Oh, by the way, I sleep in Ben's undies, like, almost every night. Oh, nice. Clean. Cool. Clean. <laughs> I assumed. So happy for Kylie, like, and the whole Jenner family, mm-hmm. the Webster family. Like, I don't know how Stormy's going to take, you know, being a big sister, no longer center of attention, having to share the stage. Maybe but it's a part was, of growing up. Maybe Stormy was just putting on an act in the video, but she did look really excited. Yeah, of course. It's all exciting until, like, something comes and takes, like, literally all the attention away from you. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Stormy's ready to share. She must have so much attention and so much toys. Yeah, and that can be can be good and bad. It, but there's nothing like a friend. There's, there's nothing, nothing like, like a sister a or brother. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story, which is a little more pregnancy news? Olivia uh, Munn is pregnant with John Mulaney's baby. John Mulaney and twisted, Olivia Munn are expecting twisted. a baby. The stand-up comedian confirmed the actress's pregnancy news Tuesday on Late Night with Seth Meyers while discussing his eventful year and their whirlwind, whirlwind relationship. He crickets, said, crickets. Um, we're having a baby together. I was nervous when I was about to say the news. I'm going to be a dad. Obviously, I think it's great welcoming a child into the world. I don't want to say anything negative about There's pregnancy. A lot of factors at play here. He announced his divorce four months ago. Now, of course, we don't know everything. Maybe they've been unhappy for four years. Like, not judging the timeline. But I am judging this whole situation. I'm sorry. Like, it's just too weird. Yeah. And a picture emerged of her a few days ago. Yes. Um, looking she, pregnant. Looking pregnant. So I guess that maybe is what prompted them to announce the pregnancy yeah i also do and i just want to say i'm four months pregnant and she looks more pregnant than me well so i do think it's weird that he went on a tv show and gave a timeline of his like that's really personal like sharing the pregnancy update with us is already like a wonderful thing but 
it just felt really personal him giving the timeline the breakdown like sort of like we didn't do anything wrong and I was like well I didn't think you did but now I do yeah he said I went to rehab in September 2020 I got out in October I moved out of my home for my ex-wife I host SNL on Halloween I relapsed on drugs then I continued using drugs I went to rehab again this time for two months I got out in February I lived in sober living for another month and a half then in the spring I went to LA and met and started to date a wonderful woman named Olivia so it's just weird like okay, maybe but, the timeline adds up but like it's just yes, why do we why do we know that maybe in reality he separated from his wife in fall of 2020 and now you know a year later they're expecting right but from the people's pov they announced their divorce four months ago no you know what's so weird about the world is like you maybe a year ago you couldn't tell me that like people would turn on john mulaney like he is adored like he is the biggest Are people turn i haven't read i think people feel very defensive of his ex-wife anna like she was a pjom like they were such a great couple like and so he cute. also like always maintained that he didn't want children Oh, is that true? Yeah, he was on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, like, and comedy is more personal than food, and he said that he didn't want kids. Not oh that, God. like, never, but, you know, they're just, like... It wasn't in their plan. Yeah, and they're happy with, you know, where they're at, and... Oh, my God, that that's, like, another, like, fucked-up layer. Mm-hmm. No, the story's so weird, and, like, it's really... I know this is terrible, and this is just my opinion, and I don't want to send any hate to anyone, but, like, this whole storyline makes me hate these two people so much. And, like, just the fact that, like, we now live in a world where John Mulaney's, like, at the center of, like, some weird ethical scandal is just not what I expected because he's, like, known as, like, the P-Jom comedian. Like, everyone loved him and they loved him and his wife. And, like, I just didn't think this is how, like, life was going to turn out for John Mulaney. And now that it has, like, I personally just need to, like, digest that. Okay. Take your time. I'm I, really, like, not that familiar with him, so... Me neither. Like, not at all. me, this, like... I'm more, I know Olivia Munn more. Yeah, no, this is just like, it's too much. It's a lot. But ultimately, happy news for the happy couple. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. I just don't. And like the announcement was really awkward. Like I, maybe there's no one in Seth Meyers' studio. I don't know if he has a studio audience, but there was like four people clapping and it was just like crickets. Yeah. <sighs> it's too weird. Like I don't even know how to feel but I'm just feeling not good I'm, I'm feeling like I'm curious how other people feel like people who actually like and like know and respect his yeah. comedy like I really don't know anything about him I've never been a fan but I don't know just like after watching the D'Amelio show like I don't want to say anything negative about anyone ever again by the way because you just never fucking know totally like before I watched D'Amelio's show I would have said if I thought about Charlie and Dixie that they must be like the happiest girls in the world because look at the luck look at their life and you just never know mm-mm you know? Mm-mm. But we'll get to that in the TV recap. We always uh, do. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Britney Spears' father asks the judge to end her conservatorship. So much news. In a surprise move, Britney Spears' father asked the judge on Tuesday to end her conservatorship, which would allow the singer unfettered control over her life, her finances, and her health care decisions for the first time in 13 years. Jamie Spears filed a petition with probate judge Brenda Penny, saying that recent events have shown that she should get that chance to control her own affairs. Quote, Ms. Oh, Spears, you think? Ms. Spears has told this court that she wants control of her life back without the safety rails of a conservatorship. She wants to be able to dis- make decisions regarding her own medical care, deciding when, where, and how often sh- to get therapy. She wants to control the money she has made from her career and spend it without supervision or oversight. She's crazy. She wants to be able to get married and have a baby if she so chooses. In short, she wants to live her life as she chooses without the constraints of a conservator or court proceeding. 
So I just don't feel like his intentions here are pure. I feel like he's not doing this because he cares about Britney. Like he cannot take being the most hated man in America now. And like the, the consequences of his actions are catching up with him. So he's doing this, I think, in an attempt to like appease the public, to get people off his ass. Not really because he cares about Britney. But at the end of the day, the result would be the same. And I'm obviously thrilled about it. Okay, I have a few more thoughts about this because... I agree. There, it's, there's. He's not just like a benign sort of guy. No. Like, oh, okay. Oh, you didn't like it? 13 let me, years? Let me fix it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oops. Like, oops. Okay. But I think, and I remember when all of like the trial was happening and Britney was speaking, like there are a lot of people who believe that Britney like might, we don't know what's going on with Britney. People believe that she might need a conservator. Right. But I think the conservatorship that she's been under has been insanely abusive and controlling. And I think there was a way for what she wanted was a different conservator and more freedom. You know, like the way she was living and working and and her allowance, like and her uh, IUD is just like nuts, nuts. So I feel like I feel like she there's a chance that she needs a conservator. Again, we don't know, like the medical diagnosis that or, you know, where Mm -hmm. she's at. And so by him, like, say, like, just taking it away completely, it's like he wants to see her, like, Fail. he wants to show everyone. You know, by the way, the way that thing was worded was definitely patronizing. Like, all right, she doesn't want anyone to look after her medical care. Like, no one will look. Yeah. You know, I feel what you're saying. Like, it, it doesn't seem like this is, like, an actual, like, white flag surrender. It's like, all right, fine, you don't want my help? Don't take it. Yeah. It sounded very bitter yeah and also I just I like, can't really believe after like 13 years of, of her you know privately probably telling him like please Begging. stop yeah and now publicly that all of a sudden he's he got the had picture. a change of heart yeah so I do think there's something nefarious here going on he's trying like a different route color us skeptical I am skeptical um but ultimately you know I still think if it's if it's between being conserved with Jamie or no conservatorship obviously no conservatorship yeah no, it's just like a crazy whirlwind. I don't know if this petition he submitted will actually get it done, though. Because it seems like everyone in this case, the judges, like everyone is somehow being bribed or is is involved. So like no justice ever gets served. It's like we're like running in circles. Yeah. So maybe this is like Jamie, like, look, I'm a hero. Oh, but the judge didn't allow it. I have to stay. Yeah. So I just don't buy any. Like until Brittany is freed, like I won't buy anything. I agree. I'm so skeptical. I and mean, we keep getting these updates that like seem like good updates or seem like big news. And Him, then, like, he's stepping down. And then it's yeah. like, wait, no, he's not. Did anyone actually read the report? Like, right. there's so much fake fucking news. You're totally right. So until like she's on her Instagram on IG Live, like saying everything I'm she free. wants to say, driving in her car on Literally. IG Live <laughs> with a, you know, with a handheld, hands-free, hands-free device, I won't believe it. Yeah. But we are hopeful. Yes. Let's get. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Cautiously optimistic. Okay. Now some next big news. Just they keep coming. They keep. We're five for five. Like we don't have time for bullshit stories today. We are five for five. Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin break up. Woo-hoo. The 20-year-old model and the 38-year-old reality star have broken up after less than a year of dating. Page Six has confirmed. A source told Us Weekly on Tuesday that Amelia was the one who ended things with Scott. Quote, they're both taking it in stride. I actually believe that. Reminder, the breakup news comes just a week after the talentless designer's private messages <gasps> about... That sounds funny. Yeah, about ex Courtney Kardashian were made public. Obviously, Scott messaging Eunice, yo, is this chick okay? Um, definitely, like we said, pissed off. Would piss off that Amelia. person's girlfriend. Honestly, like, 
this whole I have so many thoughts about this whole relationship and, and Lisa and everything. But if it is if this is how it played out, like Amelia felt like hella disrespected by all this. I actually have a lot of respect for Amelia because the way that it looks is like, of course, like Amelia will never break up with Scott. Like it's the most relevant, famous person she'll ever date. Like her whole family like pretends not to be excited, but they are like, so if she did actually break up with him, like out of respect for herself, like you can't be going around like embarrassing me. Like I have a lot of respect for that. I just have to say, I don't know if that's how it played out. That is how this article made it seem, but you really never know. But I will respect that because that is an admirable thing to do to have self-respect in a relationship like that. Right. We had assumed last week it was just another day in the Disick household. Right. Like that wouldn't bother her. Like, she, like in a relationship like, like that. You don't like it? Go to your room. Yeah. No. <laughs> in, in those types of relationships, like you don't really get to be mad. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Or you can go. Yeah. You don't like but, it? Leave. And so perhaps she, did. she left. And so that does give me like a little bit of like a hmm, look at look at Amelia. Yeah. Respect. But now, now we have to talk about Lisa Rinna and her like social media antics in the last few days. Like she posted a picture of Harry Styles because like on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, when asked about Scott, she pretends to be upset and she's like, why couldn't she have just dated Harry Styles? Like, all right, get in line, Lisa, first of all. Second of all, um, she posted the picture of, of Harry leading people to think that like maybe they were not doing well, Scott and Amelia. And then this whole news came out and she responded to someone's comment just like confirming that like you know she was just like putting herself in the middle of it and like honestly now that the relationship's over it's so easy for like lisa to be like oh well i didn't like this i didn't approve but like where were you right where were you when your 19 year old daughter was dating almost a 40 year old man yeah like it's easy to be the hero now yeah but where were you like pretending on beverly hills like oh disick like stop stop Yeah. yeah we're not buying it no, we're not. But that's that on that, I guess. I'm so thrilled to no longer have to not talk to about, avoid to go out of my them. way talking about them. Hopefully, he engages in an age-appropriate relationship. Good luck. Hopefully, she does as well. I don't think so. You don't think so from either of them? No, I'm sure Amelia will find someone her age. But Scott. Yeah. It's a pattern now. Yeah. And that's where it makes it difficult for me as like a fan of his like to really respect anything he does. Big time. Big time. Are you ready for the final story? For what? The final story. We're cool for the summer. But another. We're cool for the summer. <laughs> we are cool for the summer. Okay. We're cool for the summer, and now we're ready for the fifth and final story, which is the full Dancing with the Stars season 30 cast. And it's really a good one. It is. The cast of the new season of Dancing with the Stars includes the talk co-host Amanda Klutz, which oh, right. we announced last week. And by the way, she was a rockhead. Yes, she was a dancer. She was a rock cat. Not just a dancer. Like the dancer. The creme de la creme. That means cream <laughs> of dancers. So Don't I just. in front of Theo. He's the cream of the cream of dancers. Have you ever seen him? He's a rockette. Getting so out there, knows. shaking that thing. No, but I just want to like, I don't want to move on to the next one yet until we like talk about how unfair this is. No, I know. Like love Amanda Clutes, live for everything, support, but mm, this is up there with Heather Morrison. Like a no, former rockette. Next Charlie D'Amelio is going to be on Dancing on the Stars. She should be. But she's an amazing dancer. Yeah, yeah, and she's, like, trained. No, this is this is insane. Like, 
It's worse than like Suni Lee and when, you know, Simone Biles was on. Like, it's yes. worse. Then we also have Beverly Hills 90210 is Brian Austin Green. Oh, Sharna and Brian. Like, literally couldn't care less. Loserville population two. Moving on. Bling Empire is Christine Chu. No way! Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is good. She's a perfect type of person. I bet she's a terrible dancer, like, but she'll learn and get better. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. And then perhaps the most exciting casting announcement, Peloton instructor Cody Rigsby. Yes, I saw that this morning. He is going to bring everything he has. Claudia, he's kill I'm it. so excited for you to watch because you're going to love him so much. Like he's gonna kill it. I know I know his vibe. Like he, I see him all over TikTok. Right. Like, and he obviously has rhythm because of his classes mm-hmm. and they're so like with the music, but like he's not a, a dancer. So no. he's actually the perfect casting. Yep. And I'm so excited to see his like personality come through, his song choices. Like he also has just like creative vision. And I think. And he's like obsessed with pop culture and like so many celebrities and musicians. He's like the perfect casting. I think it was amazing. And like he's in the homes of millions of Americans. Like he has a deep wide reach. Like I do think people will vote for him. Like he's not so obvious like Matt James, but he is like really he's like a part of people's everyday lives yes and so is he gonna be doing his peloton no he's gonna take some time off i don't know I like if he he'll could do a doing, class I like feel, yeah he's got a training stay in shape, stay in shape. Yeah. yeah and then he could like tell everyone to vote for him no literally like he should still do the classes he should um there's definitely peloton studios in la for sure um and also it's just like exciting to see like peloton instructors who for the last almost two years have become such a big part of everybody's mm-hmm. lives like seeing them become traditional famous people no it's fabulous yes former NBA player Iman Shumpert oh he has a new reality show yes so I'm sure like he's you know making Promoting. yeah country star Jimmy Allen oh that's good that is good it's surprising though because he's like really taking off yeah so now he's gonna do but this they always gotta throw a country star in there yeah YouTube superstar Jojo Siwa, we knew. Fabulous. I feel like she's been waiting around for like months for this. Yeah. Real Housewives of Atlanta's Kenya Moore. No way. Yes, we said that last week, and oh. that was your reaction last week. I feel like she's not going to like it. No, I don't she think She really so. likes to be in control of things. I don't think she's going to like it at all. I feel like she's going to like pull Elisa Vanderpump and like fake break her ankle or something. I, yeah, I agree with you. Cobra Kai's Martin Cove. I don't know who that is. The Bachelor's Matt James. Yes, there's always someone from The Bachelor. Um... I did see a video of Matt dancing because he made a TikTok with Suni Lee. And I don't know why I just assumed like he was a good dancer when he literally has no rhythm. He was like atrocious. I saw him make a TikTok with Tyler C., the one with their shirts off. Mm. And I thought it was good. I remember that one. <laughs> I thought it was good. Spice Girls, Mel C. Oh! That's good. That's exciting. Wait, Mel C. Sporty? Mel C. Sporty. Oh, Wow. Mel B is like popping. She's on America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. But Mel C, like, I have not heard from her since her iconic solo song. How does it go? She released a solo song that I think is one of the best songs ever written. Whoa. And just give me one second. It's worth, it's worth. Mel, which one? C. C. Just give me a second. Melanie C. Oh. I turn to you. That's her. Like a flower leaning towards the sun. I turn to you. Cause you're the only one who can turn me around. When I'm upside down, down. I turn to you. Uh. 
so good, right? So good. I didn't realize that was her. Yeah. Then The Office's Melora Hardin. They don't watch The Office. Oh, by the way, yes, that is Jacqueline <gasps> from The Bold Type. From The Bold Type. Wow. Love that for and her. And she's also the principal from Seventeen again. Okay, she, and sure. And she goes out. Sure. With the guy. Yeah. So good. I love her. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I'm so glad she found, you know, a new project after the bowl type. Yeah. Uh, WWE's Mike the Miz. Oh. Mr. and Mrs. Miz. Miz and the Miss. That yeah. atrocious reality show. Like Mr. It's, and what is no, it? No, it's Miz and Mrs. Oh, okay. Okay. I think. I've never seen it. Me neither. But the commercials are enough to make me know it's literally the worst show on television. Okay. Olivia Jade and Suni Lee. Okay. Just run through like the two most interesting well, girls. we spoke about them last week. I cannot believe the Olivia Jade rumor was true. Like, I hope that she has fun. I think that enough time has passed. I hope that people don't like make fun of her. Like she's just a person. Um, and I'll be rooting for her like a hundred percent. Yeah. Who do you think's going to win? Well, it's tough because you have to be really popular, but you also have to be good. Cause at some point your popularity can only take you so far. So like, that's mm-hmm. my concern with like Matt James, yes. you know, I don't think he's a very good dancer, but I think of course his fan base will take him, you know, halfway there. Yeah. I think that JoJo can make it really far because she's very good and very popular. You have That's to have both. That's true. I, like, um, I don't know what Amanda Klutz's, like following is like. Does she have like, you know, she's mature women who are not going to be staying up all night, you know, calling. A million times. But her skill could get her very far. Right. Right. So I don't know. JoJo Siwa is definitely a front runner. Suni Lee is definitely a front runner. Yeah. I don't know what Olivia Jade dance is like. I feel like Melora Hardin like, could be someone who's just like. People definitely like want to root for. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's like that other season that we watched. Where the woman from The Office yes. is the alcoholic who works in like accounting. Yeah, she yes. made it really far, even though like she doesn't have like a gaggle of millions of followers who are like waiting up, like texting, you know, using three different phones to send their votes in. Yeah. So it'll be actually a very interesting season. My only problem with becoming a fan of Dancing with the Stars, which I literally became last year, is it's such long episodes. It's similar to The Bachelor. Like they have a million commercial breaks. They have useless like packages like of people yes. dancing through LA. Like just show us the dancing and give us a score and move on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. waste so much time. They can't help themselves. They can't. It's like an ABC trademark. Okay. Well, it premieres Monday, September 20th. If you want to watch and speaking of TV, we must get into the TV recap. Let me open my list, but let's definitely start off with the D'Amelio show. They have a reality show on Hulu. If you haven't watched it, I really do suggest it. It's much different than I thought it was going to be. Yes. Um, and I think that was good and bad because just from an entertainment perspective, I really liked getting to know the girls and their business. But I do feel like the whole show, every episode was about the same thing. And it's an important conversation for sure. But I'm just saying from an entertainment perspective, it did get like a little like repetitive at the end. Yes, I agree. It was really surprising. Yeah. I thought this family was getting a show and it was going to be like silly family antics. And like, like fabulous events. You like know. most family reality shows are. And, you know, you get a little bit of the real life and whatever. It would mostly be like them, you know, doing silly things. Right, like going to an art class. There was really not that much that was silly about this show. And I have so many thoughts on the whole. But I will say, like I said earlier in the show, when I would think, if I ever thought about Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio like before watching the show, I would have assumed that they were so happy. The and luckiest like, girls alive. The, like, just so excited. And they have ever, like, to go from, like, just being, you know, a regular kids in kid. Connecticut, and then to have this level of fame that, like, you know, in one year, Charlie's on the Time 100 list. Like, it's unprecedented. It's the real definition of, like, what's that phrase? Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. Yeah, so 
I was not prepared to see. And to me, when I think of Charlie and Dixie, like they're so loved. She has the most, Charlie has the most followers on TikTok because people love, love her. her. So I was so surprised to see how much hate they deal with, like how it affects them so. But I also think that they don't have good systems in place for dealing with it. I completely agree. Like it was shocking to see A, how much they get and B, how it really bothers them. Like they're not just like these larger than life figures. They really are just like fucking 16 and 19 year old girls who like if somebody, if you were in high school and somebody came up to you and called you musty, like you would cry. And so they cried because they're children. Right. And it's so crazy when you, keep reminding yourself that Charlie is 16 and then you like think back to where you were at at 16 and like if someone was like capturing my personality on a reality show and Ooh. also like her personality it keeps changing episode to episode she's evolving because she's a teenager and like totally. she doesn't know who she is yet no, and, like, and Charlie's so young but like so is Dixie Dixie's now like the Dixie's the older one so I think like people give her less grace in that sense but like she's still fucking 19 she can't even have a sip of alcohol exactly it's crazy and she's I was just, thinking like at their birthday party like Charlie at the end I'm like are they drinking? No. No. And I, I mean, I, they don't seem like that. I wasn't getting drinking vibes from any of the show. Yeah. But like the fact that they sit on their phones all day, they wake up, roll over, grab their phone and read comments like is so unhealthy. And I would just, I would have just assumed that like they either some, most people who are that famous don't read comments. Right. But they got really famous like from, from the, the comments section, from the comment section. So, okay. They're probably like accustomed to reading comments, but like, why do, like I was after watching the show I'm like they should have two phones one for posting TikToks and like looking at Instagram and all those things and like one for texting their friends and, mm -hmm. like they should not be allowed to be on that TikTok phone all fucking day and they sit around with their parents and they're like reading mean comments about themselves like while they're trying to have a conversation and it's like the parents should be like get off your phone like because what they're doing on there is so harmful yeah honestly like there's one part of the show that gave me a pit, and I'm I'm not critiquing anyone's parenting at all, but I did because not the parents get great... are in uncharted territory. Of course, and they and they admittedly they said like we have no idea what we're doing. I just feel like there's like there's more that they could be doing to protect their daughter's mental health. Like, you know, Charlie's having a breakdown, Dixie's having a breakdown, and like they're filming it, and like literally the filming is the it's the antithesis of what they need. And, you know, they told Charlie to take a break. They cleared her schedule for a week and thought that it would fix. And I'm sure it, would, she, it definitely helped. Like, clearing her schedule for one week? Like, no, no. Girl needs, like, a six-month break. Like, I just feel like her. the parents kept giving me a pit. And it's like, they live in this house that, like, is paid for by the kids. It just feels like this, like, kind of really weird, backwards type of dynamic. And I just felt like I wish that, and maybe they do it and we don't see it. I just wish that, like, the parents had handled a lot of the things differently. Well, towards the end, the Charlie's changed her schedule. She only works three days a week, and it's between 11 and 4. And if you want to work with her, yep. And I think that's much Smart. healthier. And it must be really crazy. And I almost wish – I know that they would never share this, but, like – Explain to us how much money you're making that's worth putting your kids through this because I'm sure it's so much money. Right, if it, and millions. You know what? And, and most people would choose like that and this. The over, truckers for Charlie. Truckers for Charlie over going home to Connecticut. Of course. But like for the average viewer, it's like how could you be putting your kids through this? And the dad keeps saying like, well, if, you know, if, if it, it ever gets bad. too much, like we'll go back home, we'll call it quits. And it's like, I, I don't We have to, reached that point. To me, it looks like it's too much. A hundred percent. The girls are so miserable. They're crying every single day, multiple times a day. They can't enjoy like they're, regular things like meals with their friends or with their family. Like they're broken. It's so sad. It's so sad, especially considering those are girls that I would consider have a net 
positive life experience on, on the internet because they're so loved. I had no idea Charlie gets so much hate, like or that. Di- right, like, they've never had like old tweets resurface. Like they're just they're they're, they're never not went controversial. Through major scandals. They're not controversial at all. They're just like beloved. They are all these brands want to work with them. Like and then to hear that like you know and I think it was um, Avani said it. You know the hate stresses you out when you're working with brands because you don't want the brands to see it and be like maybe we shouldn't work with this person. And it's like but the hate is so unfounded and it's like. It's so crazy. It's like so, you think you're doing something wrong when like you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So they like stress out about that. They stress out about everything. And also like the level of like social anxiety that they no, have. Of, even like the, the friends that they're with, the people that they're friends with like TikTokers like, yeah, I don't leave my house. It's like you're 16 year old girls. That's not normal. No, it's so, it's so sad. And like when Avani was like, I can't, when I go to a restaurant with Charlie, like both of us are too like nervous to order. to order. Like. Yeah, no, like, and then when they were talking about Noah Beck, who I literally adore, they were like, he's just neurotypical. Like, he doesn't have any of these issues. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. Like, there's such a difference in in the way he speaks on the show, like, versus Dixie. And Dixie gets a lot of shit because she's, like, monotone and she's, like, quiet. But the thing is, what I learned from the show was, like, you think you know these girls? Like, you don't know them at all? Yeah. And her relationship with Noah was the best part of the show. I'm such a Dixie fan. I followed her after the show, like... I feel like she actually had a lot of growth on the show. Yes, from episode one to the last episode, like, it's a brand new Dixie. She's really blossomed. She's really blossomed, and I love that for her. Like, and you know what? They made a good point, because, like, of course, they get so much shit. Like, Dixie's not a real singer, and she's like, okay, but if you were getting these opportunities to, like, you know, sing and perform at, wouldn't you? Like, it's so moronic. But it's just crazy, because the way that I saw it, not that I thought that much about them before, but, like, Dixie... And Char- like became really famous, and then she put out a song "Be Happy," and then I, I was like, everywhere was so popular. It and was popping, and I never realized that like her singing career was fraught with all this hate. Yes, yeah, I had no idea because like her songs were so popular. Well, that's like she- what people on the internet do. And by the way, those girls also are really very poignant and like they get so much hate and those moron boys that they're friends with like Bryce Hall like they get no hate and they actually commit crimes like Bryce Hall like starts fights in restaurants and like everyone loves him and like Charlie and Dixie release a YouTube video where like they spit out a piece of food that they didn't like and it was literally worldwide news right I remember that news so like there is this insane double standard and it's like crazy that these really young girls like are able to point it out especially as it perceives to like cancel culture getting canceled she was like these boys could do whatever they want and like I do something like benign and I'm a criminal yeah, but when I think of, like, Bryce, I don't, again, I don't think of them, but, like, Bryce Hall and the others whose names I don't even know. Okay. And it's, like, because they're, what, doing their criminal activity and they're yeah. posting to TikTok, but, like, they don't have a drink with Duncan. No. Like, so even though they technically get away with more, they, they don't get oh, the opportunities me. that these girls get for being such great, because they're the great girls that they are. Yeah. You know? That's true. He, the, Bryce Hall doesn't have a line with Hollister. No, and by the way, they're busy, like, I... I know that, like, their work gives them so much anxiety, but, like, I was really interested in, like, all their calendars and, like, what other projects they were working on. Like, I knew they had social tourists, like, a line of clothing, but I didn't know that it was funded by Hollister. Like, I was just learning a lot about their business. Yeah, the clothes were super cute. Everything that they do, they obviously have a very good... put a lot of effort. Yeah, but it was just really surprising, and I actually think the show will be... It's not at all what I thought the show was going to be. And I think anybody who takes the time to watch it will be really surprised by it. And of course, it makes you think twice about what you say about anyone. And also because you you just never know. But I think I don't think before the show I ever would have like really felt badly for Charlie and Dixie. But like after this, I'm just like. It's I think people will lay off of them if they take the time to watch it. I also do think that was part of the reason why they wanted to do the show. I'm sure they didn't want another project to take on another like invasive thing that people could judge. But I do think like, I I don't think any of it was acting. Like I think that like when Dixie was having that breakdown 
about the people, her YouTube video, like she gets this amazing opportunity to do a 24 hours in a day with Dixie vlog for Vogue. What should she not take it? Because technically like other people might deserve it more. Like, yeah, but she, and she, by the way, she completely acknowledged that, but I don't think she was expecting the comments to be like, you're ugly, like you're musty. And it, no way did I think that was acting like at all. No. But I do think part of the reason they released the show is like in the hopes that people would just fuck off a little bit. Yes. Fuck off for them. But also in general, like when, and it makes me sad to just to think about like all the kids out there, famous or not famous, like that live like this in their phones, like the yeah. other people's comments in their high school, like other people, other kids experience it on like a micro level. And like the kids are not okay. No. Every time I watch something that like, highlights like the gen z culture and like Mm -hmm. even if it's like award shows like the kids are not okay and what are we doing to help these kids no the kids are not okay that was like the social dilemma too like if you yes we were like 16 years old like maybe a little younger like fully formed pretty much when we started like getting inundated with social media and like being attached to our phones but like these kids are attached to their phones from like the age of seven like it's crazy and it's not normal and like I feel like Charlie and Dixie are like a byproduct of that like on a, on a huge level right plus the kids are not okay like the phones are causing like incredible mental health issues and then also for the last two years they're not allowed to leave their house yeah they can't go to school when they do leave their house they have to wear a mask they already have like social um, anxiety anxiety issues and now they, they can't like it's so the, stifling no, the kids are are fucked and that's what I took away from the show and I just I need to understand what we're gonna do to help help these kids kids because this is untenable yeah I agree and I think it it was just shocking yeah but it was a good show it was a good show it's just so interesting like their life now they also didn't really like talk about Addison I was like curious I know and also but I also think like I wonder I would love to hear how Addison like Addison had the exact same experience as Charlie pretty much she's just a little older i can't remember so if i was talking equipped. to you or margo about this but i had a this is just a theory and i don't think that it's it, it it might be true but like the way that i perceive the whole addison of it all is like the way addison grew up and the way charlie and dixie grew up is actually really different like charlie and dixie grew up in like upper middle class of connecticut and addison and her mom have spoken about like on their podcast are like they grew up just differently like much poorer and i think that like of course, the shift from Charlie's former life to her current life is so different, but I think it's so much more different for Addison that, like, you know, th- this is her new life and she's just kind of swallowing the hard parts and really focusing on the fact, that, like, she is able to support her entire family. They all moved out to L.A. Like, they all have their own jobs. They're all making money from this. Like, I think that her mentality is just different because of that. That's just the way that I perceive it. I have no idea if that's true. And also probably because of her age. Oh, that helps for sure. Those even because even five Dixie, years between Charlie and Addison are like probably the most. How formative. old is? I think Addison's twenty-one. No, I'm pretty sure she is legal drinking age. Twenty. Twenty. Okay, four years. I think she was born in two thousand. That's so crazy. She's actually turning twenty-one in like a month. Oh, that's exciting for yeah. her. I think those years make a big difference. Com- uh, of course. But I would love to get a similar show from Addison. And also, like, it is really interesting to see the career choices that they all make. But I do think, like, the girls are so unhappy. Like, is this worth it? I would say no. I would say no, they no too. They could go home to Connecticut. She could be in the studio with Gemma. And she could still do social tours. She could still do brands on TikTok. Totally. She it doesn't have to the be this immersive of every envelope in LA, especially like with COVID. Like, there's just like you're going to travel less and stuff. But yeah. she, Connecticut is close to New York. No, I feel like is it worth it for Charlie? No, I feel like Dixie has a better like grasp on things. I, I don't think but it's worth even it for Charlie. Her, she has a better grasp, but it's not great. 
But if Dixie was the only one on the show, I would still be like, it's not worth it. Yeah, I just feel like Dixie like finds actual joy in her music. And like, and that part of her career excites her. And I don't know if there's anything about Charlie's career that makes her excited. Yeah, and that's why in the beginning I was so glad that she was do- still doing dance. But and then I know she didn't that even want to do it. I know because, and I understood why at the end of the day, like it just became one more thing that she needed to do, and it was like she'd rather Torture. have the free time. But I feel like that's really like what grounded her in like her old life, and then to take that away, it's just like she's just out in LA, untethered. Untethered. It was. It was a. A real shock, the whole show. Yeah. I just... Just, you you think you know people and you think, like, you see something like, I want that. Like, I want to be the most famous TikToker. It ain't it. Like, it's not it. Yeah. And they have no, like... You know, they talk so badly about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, and they're just like, I don't deserve this. Like... Listen, if it was that easy to just dance on TikTok and be the most famous girl in the world. Everyone would do it. So many, there would be so many more Charlie D'Amelio's. And there's not. There's something special about you. There's something that people really like about you. Like, allow yourself to be proud of that. Totally. And even with Dixie, when she was like, people just say I got famous. Like, I'm just famous because Charlie's famous. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like, that's They have no self-esteem. That's not true because so many people are famous. So many people have have siblings. Siblings. So many people have even thirsty siblings and they're not Dixie D'Amelio. Frankie Grande. And he's not Dixie D'Amelio. No, that's so true. So like, again, Dixie, there is something about you that people really like. Agreed. And you, it's okay to be proud of that. No, honestly, I watched a show. My takeaway was like, oh, I want to be friends with Dixie. Like, I really was, she's funny. Like, and she's, and she got more comfortable as the show went on. But you're right. Like, they have no self-esteem. Yeah. And it's just so sad because they're, they've not accomplished nothing. And they really look at themselves like, I don't deserve to be here. Yeah. And you, yes, you can always say there's someone who deserves it more. There's someone more talented, but like you can also, there's proof in the pudding. No, but you can also like say nice things about yourself too. Well, it doesn't take away from everyone who's done more. Uh, The doctors and nurses and time 100. I do think Charlie Charlie was right about that, but Charlie, you inspired people this year. You did. Yeah. The whole world was dancing on TikTok. Yeah. Watching your videos. No, like changing the zeitgeist. And that's just the truth. That's facts. Yeah. You know? No, totally. So it just, it made me sad. It made me really sad. Like fucking depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Just you really never gonna know what's going on behind closed doors. And this is like the, the real message here is like what you see on social media. I know everyone says it, but like this is like an actual adaptation of what you see on social media versus screaming, crying in your bedroom. Like just please keep that in mind. Like when you're scrolling social media and everyone's life looks so fabulous. Like they cry in their rooms too and they have body image issues. Like, it's just, this was like an actual personification of like what you see versus reality. No, and it was probably the most drastic one I've, I've seen. And what's so crazy is like the hate they get is like actually coming from 11-year-olds. Like the kids are, are not well. No, they're seriously not. Um, any other thoughts on the Debelio show? N- I think I'm good. If something else comes to me, I'll bring it up. I started watching Only Murders in the Building, which is a Hulu show that I've been hearing a lot about that like I was so confused about because I'm like, why are Steve Martin, Martin Short, like a iconic comedy duo for the last 50 years doing a show with Selena Gomez. But I watched it because I read somewhere that like some, you know, magazine rated it like the best show ever released on Hulu. And I was like, oh my God. Um, and Ben loves Steve Martin and Martin Short. And so we watched it together. And I have to say, I was so pleasantly surprised. First of all, the concept of the show, can I just tell you what it is? Yeah, there's a murder in the building. Yeah, there's a murder in the building, but like there's three like random people in the building who don't know each other who are obsessed with true crime podcasts that they start their own podcast to solve this crime in the building. Like, and it turns out there's so much more going on in the building than we had originally thought. And Selena Gomez plays this like mysterious, like weird, like, you know, like 
teenager or whatever. And I'm very hard on Selena Gomez, mostly because I think a lot of times, you know, when she comes out singing, like she's constantly disappointing us. And I'm just like, how is this the most followed person? But just remember the D'Amelio show. Totally. You're so right. <laughs> but th- what I was going to say, it's like, we forget, like, what do you, when you think of Selena Gomez, I think of singer. She's really, like, not. Like, she is a born and bred actor. Yes. She got famous on Wizards of Waverly Place. She did a lot of acting before she and sang. And then they made her sing. They made her sing. Which I really, uh, maybe, I don't know, I just feel like it's not her true passion. I feel like makeup and acting are her true passion. And she's stellar in both. Rare Beauty is a killer brand. And literally, Jackie, I was shook. Because, you know, like, when someone that famous is in a TV show and they're not, like, a great actor, it's like you're just distracted by their obviousness. You know, yes. like, they're not blending into the show as, like, a real member of the person who lives in the building. She's excellent. Like, I have to say, I was really surprised. Like, she is such a good actress, and she has a big role, like, main character. And I was just really surprised, like, and totally off, like, what I thought it was going to be. I love the show. There's only three episodes. Now they're releasing them, I think, weekly, which is so annoying. That's annoying. That's, like, nine perfect strangers. I'm just waiting. But it's a really good show. I feel like they really, there's such a good vibe about it. Like, it's so New York. And it's, like, so, like, pre-pandemic New York. It's just, like, they live on the Upper West Side. And it just, like, really makes you, like, love New York. It's really, it's an amazing show. Steve Martin is so funny. And Martin Short is so funny. I highly recommend. Like, I just did not think that's what my takeaway from the show was going to be. But me and Ben were loving it. Okay. So good. I'm going to watch it, but I do want to wait. Same with Impeachment. It premiered last night. It did? Yeah, I recorded it. Okay, I thought we're living in the digital age. Like, I What know. is with all I these shows dropping F- weekly? FX is like, it's still channel by channel. Oh, it's on cable? Yeah. Fuck, that's so annoying because I really want to watch it. Yeah, well, I recorded it so you can come through. But I want to watch it all together. Yeah. Okay, and then I watched Clickbait which like everyone is obsessed with. It's starring Adrian Grenier. It's a Netflix show and it's like a murder mystery. And like the whole time, it was so good. Adrian Me and, Grenier? Yeah. And you liked it? No, I know, but he's also not really in it that much. Oh, like, okay, cool, cool. But he like, I don't want to spoil it, but he's just like not in it. Um, it's really good, except like the main character is like the sister of the person who gets murdered. And her name is Pia. I'd never heard of this actress before. And she has the most distracting haircut you could ever imagine. It's a bright yellow bob with bangs. Straight. So she literally looks like Edna Mode, but blonde. It's so distracting. And she's like the worst character. And she honestly at times made the show unwatchable. But there's a major twist at the end that like you never saw coming. And it's really good. Okay. I thought it clickbait was like a documentary. I thought it was going to be like a show about teenagers, you know, on TikTok, like clickbait. No, that's D'Amelio show. No, literally. But it's totally not what I thought. And I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Then I watched Netflix did a documentary on Caitlyn Jenner. M- more about Caitlyn's time at the Olympics and not her transition. They did focus on the transition, obviously. But I feel like we've seen so many and heard so much from Caitlyn about her transition. But I never really, like, knew that much about her time at the Olympics. Right, because you weren't alive. Right. Or, like, how she even got to the Olympics or her first wife. Like... It was really interesting. Now, the parts of it I did feel like were revisionist history because, like, after the Olympics, Caitlin and his wife and her wife, um, like, things don't work out, whatever, and they go through Caitlin's many marriages. And they totally skipped over Linda Thompson, like, and Brody and uh, Brandon. That's so weird. It was so weird. Why? And it just went straight to Chris. Why? I don't know. That's really weird. And then, like, I feel like the documentary really missed. Like, of course, this, like, life with Chris was amazing. 
But Chris also reinvented the fuck out of Caitlyn. Like, Caitlyn was becoming irrelevant. Like, Caitlyn was on Wheaties, and, you know, they when you win the decathlon, it's like you're uh, the best athlete in the world. Like, that's what they call you. And Caitlyn went on this tour and these events. But then, like, people moved on with their lives and forgot about Caitlyn Jenner. But Chris was, like, integral in Caitlyn's business in reinventing Caitlyn, going on motivational speaking tours. Like, right. Did not mention any of that. Yeah. None of it. But then at this point, they're more so talking about Caitlyn's transition and how um, Bert, who I believe is from Caitlyn's first marriage, knew in the sixth grade. Like, Caitlyn had tried so many times to come out. So, like, for us, it was so shocking when it happened. But, like, for people around Caitlyn, it was, like, finally. Like, they had known for years. Yeah. And I feel like Linda Thompson, I feel like something must have happened with Linda Thompson. Because, like, why would they cut her out? That is really weird, especially because did they have people participating? I feel like she would have participated. Yes, they had um, Caitlin's first wife who like when you hear the story, it's like so cute. Like Caitlin went to Graceland College because she got like some random scholarship like for football or whatever. Tore her knee and like couldn't really compete in anything other than the decathlon and became obsessed with the decathlon, met this girl and they just rode it out together for like eight years. Caitlin went to two Olympics first time, like irrelevant, but like had the best time. Second time, like met someone at the first Olympics from the USSR at the time. and was like, I'm going to beat you and became obsessed with this Russian Olympian. Like I'm going to beat this Russian Olympian. And eventually Caitlin did beat this Russian Olympian and her wife was just there the whole time. And it was like, in another life, like, they would have been, like, the cutest, like, married forever. But they had Bert, and then, obviously, after achieving this, like, major, major thing, Caitlin was still so unhappy, and that, and that like, became, like, a thing in their marriage. Right. So I really felt like it was a good documentary, because, like, now Caitlin is, like, so messy and, like, out of control. But, and myself included, people forget, like, what she did. Yeah. It's, like, it was, it was really good, actually. I enjoyed it. But you have to go into it knowing, like... Some of it is definitely not, like, 100%. Okay, I want to check it out. I um, want to talk about Cinderella. Oh, yes! Because I watched it. I was so excited. I watched it on Friday night, I think. And I'm going to start with the positives because I have a lot of really strong positives and a lot of really strong negatives. And my net, though, is negative. I'm of course. I'm so sorry to say. Positive. Camila Cabello was amazing. Wow. She was such a good actress. She's obviously an amazing singer. She was a star. She didn't distract. I wasn't, like, Camila Cabello, but right. I, I was also, like, Camilla like yeah she was so good she did a great job and she's gorgeous like probably just a vision to watch a vision and the wardrobe was actually really good because as we know she's a dressmaker and she loves her dresses she's a boss even babe. though like she's a boss babe I wasn't crazy about like her ball gown dress but still it, it wasn't that bad um Billy Porter also did an amazing job it's crazy how fairy godmother is only in like five Two minutes scenes, yeah one scene literal one scene getting her ready for the ball so, but that was a um a pretty fun scene so that was good. I thought Minnie Driver did an excellent job. She played the, Who the was queen. Minnie Driver? She was the mother of the prince. That's funny. And just she really um, stood out to me. And Pierce Brosnan played the king. And he's, you know, so piercy. So king kingish. Yeah, but um, didn't, I just, Minnie Driver stood out to me. Adina Menzel played stepmother. And it was, <laughs> it was all over the place. Then for the sisters, I didn't know one of them, but the other one was the girl who played Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray, Hairspray Live. 
the most recent one. Oh, Maddie. not Nikki Blonsky. Not Nikki Blonsky. Her oh, name's I don't Maddie. know who that girl is. And um, so I thought that was a fun fact. I was okay. glad to see her working. You love like when the live musicals just like pop up in everyday life. I do. Thank you. <laughs> now for the negatives. So first of all, this movie was like not authorized in any way. So that's what you told me, and that's what I want to talk about this because movie was Cinderella not, is a Disney story. This movie was not authorized in any way by Disney, and you can tell because none of the songs from any version of Cinderella are in this movie. They, it's all contemporary songs. Kay Cannon, who's Pitch Perfect, is the director of this, so it's very Pitch Perfecty. They're mm-hmm. all singing. There's medleys. There's mix, mashups. Mm. And I just thought it was really stupid. And also the song choices, like Stepmother singing Material Girl. I personally Stop. I personally was good on that. Good on that, yeah. For sure. Um, the one original song, A Million Dreams or whatever, I loved. Gonna wake up and sing. And I wish there was more of that because I thought that those moments were really special. But like it it the all the, like the singing mashups and like the dancing and the extras it really had the same quality to me as descendants like mm. the just like the villagers dancing in the village it was like on the one hand the production value was so high you could tell they had like unlimited budget right. and then on the other hand when it came to like scenes in the town and stuff it was disney channel made for tv well like honestly i really wasn't planning on watching it but and i hadn't thought of it until you brought it up like why a Disney remake is on Amazon Prime? Like, it makes no sense. If there was a new Cinderella, it would be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So Continu- why did they do, like, a generic brand Cinderella on Amazon Prime? Beats me. A- another thought that I had, the Cinderella story, the story of Cinderella, I'm sorry to this woman, is not worth telling over and over and over again. By the way, I thought that, that when we rewatched. Um, Cinderella with Whitney Houston it was like you're distracted by Whitney Houston and Brandy and like the music but it's really like a boring story and really short it's boring it's depressing the most of the movie is like bad times for Cinderella and like right. Harding or just like fucking find her in the glass slipper like it's like <laughs> really frustrating and so and also like I'm always surprised by the fact like I love the high budget like live action remakes of movies mm-hmm. and I've still never seen the Cinderella with Robert Madden and Lily James Me like I've seen bits and pieces but like because this story is not a good story it's I agree. not one that we should be telling over and over and over again and then in this Cinderella they they changed the story a little bit and that made it worse honestly like the end I guess I won't spoil it for you guys but like she told me and it's moronic like my eyes are just rolling in the back of my head like it's just so dumb they wanted to be like so like new and different mm-hmm. and like progressive and it's just like it, yeah, it's the, an eye roll it's just they're trying too hard also they're trying too hard the thing is with these like disney I movies think, what one of us watching it wait no but i'm just saying like with this whole thing like disney movies are obviously like very old school like there's a princess who needs to be saved by the prince and i don't know if the answer here is to like redo this classic stories and make like the woman a feminist maybe it's just like make a different movie perhaps that's just my thought because like this stuff is cringe yeah like that was with the beauty and the beast remake like we were watching these special effects no i'm saying we were watching these special effects where like you know emma watson was having this like internal struggle because like she's such a feminist and she's doing a story about beauty and the beast where essentially like bell marries her abuser like syndrome stockholm syndrome so she was like trying to you know 
internalize that struggle bell agency so she like hiked bell's dress up and it was an attempt to make bell look more industrial whatever that's fine because they didn't really change of course if we look too into it like is this a good story for our children marrying your abuser no but it's a story like it's a movie and it's just not that serious like so and if you want to make a serious movie go do that a different movie yeah but what you're saying is like they took the cinderella story and changed it they changed the end yes i'm not a fan of that I wasn't a fan of it at all. Like by then there had been so much like cringe eye roll worthy stuff that I was like, I was like fucking turn it off. Like it was so painful. And then also, so James Corden is in it and he's an executive producer. I saw at the end, which explained why he gave himself the biggest role for a mouse. For a mouse. He was a mouse who turns into a footman and like, you could just tell. What's a footman? um, Carriage. Got it. Man. Got it. With the reins. And squeegee girl who does the boat side, exactly. carriage man, and with like the reins. in all other versions of Cinderella, like you don't know who played the mouse and the footman. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a mouse, and then a, yeah. a man with the wig. And he thought that he was hysterical. He thought he was a star of the movie. Like they don't stop like the conversations among the mice. Like in every scene, the dialogue just ran on way too long. Like you you could just tell they thought they were the funniest people ever in right. every scene, and it was like it's not funny. No, I mean there's like a viral moment going around on TikTok now. What is it? Um where like Billy Porter um transforms her. When she screams. And she's like, ah, I look amazing. And he's like, Yes, future queen. Yes. <laughs> like and everyone's just like cringe. It really was cringy. <laughs> I don't even know like the context. I like, want to just let you know there were so many cringe worthy moments in the movie that in watching it that wasn't even one of them. Oh it didn't even stick out to you? No, because I, I liked um I like the dynamic between Cinderella and, and Fairy Bear, and they did a good job. I I thought, and so it's funny that that's even like getting knocked. No, and like it's really painful to watch. Yeah, it was just, it was not good, and I had actually really high hopes because the trailer looked amazing, the cast was amazing, and Camilla just came out swinging, and I was like, oh, she will carry this film. Yeah, it was so long. They thought they were doing something. They were doing nothing. I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you, when you told me you were watching Cinderella, it reminded me that I wanted to watch Cruella. And I know I'm like the last person to watch Cruella, but unbelievable film. Like if you have kids or if you're just like an adult looking for a good movie, there are no good movies out. Watch Cruella. It was incredible. Okay. I'm going to. I can't believe you didn't see it. Because you know what? Like it's I so watch, you. I know I watch all these movies, like get so excited for them, and then they fucking stink. No, Cruella was incredible. First, honestly. That's that's a difference between like Disney and an Amazon Studios movie. Like Disney cares so much about the integrity of the storyline. Like it was the it's a prequel. So it's like how Corella became evil. And it's literally like the perfect prequel. There's no stone left unturned. Everything from the original what you already know about Corella makes total sense. Like there's no bullshit. It's so good. And then it's also so contemporary like it's just, it was amazing. I can't wait to watch it. Did you watch with Theo, though? I did, and he was losing his mind. He, he wasn't triggered? No, he was just, woo, woo. Even though Cruella does what she does. Well. One day. You'll have to say. You'll understand why. You'll understand. No, no, just, you'll You'll see. understand why she wants no, to. No, you'll see. Mass murder the pups. You'll see. Okay. Yes, you will 100% understand why. Oh. Okay. Okay, also, then the last thing is I started Nine Perfect Strangers, and I despised it. Okay. It was so slow, and Melissa McCarthy was just being so funny, and they kept showing me, like, other stupid people at the resort who, like, were not being funny. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you don't bring me back to Melissa McCarthy, I want a whole show about Melissa McCarthy's character. She's like a Colleen Hoover. Yes, yes. Oh, you read the book, right. 
So she's just like this. No, I, I'm watching the show. I didn't read the book. Oh, so she's just, I want to know more about her life. Like, give me the, the spinoff after she leaves the retreat. Like, she was so funny. How many episodes did you watch? Literally 20 minutes of the first one. Like, I oh. despise well, it. Well, do tell you more about her I life, just but. met Nicole Kidman. And like, I just, I'm not buying Masha. I'm not buying any of this. Like, I really didn't I, like it. I kind of agree with you. Like, I'm just looking for shit to watch. So I'm not going to complain with yeah. the few things that are decent. Yeah. But it's so dragged out. Again, they just, these people constantly think they're doing something. Yeah, that's so true. That's like literally the, the and they can't, the theme of Hollywood. They can't stop themselves. No, they can't see themselves, and you know? And they can't like shorten anything. They can't cut anything. Like, it's painful. It is. I don't think I'm going to finish it. Like, I, I don't even, don't. like, I wasn't compelled at all. Life's too short to watch shows that don't Especially when I have joy. an erotic novel waiting for me. <laughs> Especially. That, I started a new book, oh. The Social Graces by Renee Rosen. Oh, I've read it. What did you think? So good. What was your favorite part? Probably when she graced very socially. I mean, that happens constantly in the book. So which instance? Oh, when um, when she's gracing and it's like super social. Huh, I haven't gotten there yet. Or sometimes, you know what? You know what was actually my favorite part of the book? When she's socializing so gracefully. Huh. I must have not gotten there yet. No, it's at the end. Okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, What's it about? It's about, it's like early, it's late um, 19th century, early 20th century New York, which has just been oh. like my vibe. And Did they mention street names? Like, yes. And they're the same? Yeah. Most of, yeah. So weird. I don't know why. Them. Um, and it's about... Mrs. Astor and Alva Vanderbilt. It's like a, you know, oh. changing of the guards, society vibes. Wow, that's like, maybe you'll read about Anderson Cooper. I hope not. <laughs> like, I seriously hope not. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, enjoy your book. I'm going to go home and read my erotic novel, if that's okay with you. Sounds so great. I'm actually so booked and busy today. Just got to get that... a glass of wine, you know, dim the light. <laughs> get erotic, you know. Theo, get over here. Literally. <laughs> Actually, no, um, my housekeeper's here today, so maybe I'll wait till she leaves before I go ahead and read the erotic novel. <laughs> That's a good idea. It just makes me feel weird. It, as it should. Even, like, last night, like, Ben was asleep, and I'm, like, reading an erotic novel. I just felt like I was doing something wrong, you know? <laughs> like, I was just trying to fall asleep, and I had this book, and I was like, my sister made me read it. I'm not doing anything wrong, but, like, Ben's sleeping, and I'm, like, you know, I'm, like, such a stereotype. Like, lonely housewife. Like... <laughs> I felt like I was doing something wrong. I'm dying. No, it was so weird. Like, that is so funny. It just didn't feel right. So I'm just going to wait till I'm like in a good space. No one's in my house. Like, <laughs> And then you're going to finish it. It's good. Yeah, no. Need to finish it. Okay. And everyone, please read the book so we can rate Yeah, we need to discuss. <laughs> read the book. Uh, enjoy this episode. Check out our Patreon. New episode. First of the month with a special guest announcing a big, big announcement. We're not being dramatic. Big tings. Patreon.com slash Morning Toast. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe, please, and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. If you're still here in honor of the erotic novel we're all currently reading drop an emoji of the book okay beautiful. and an eggplant book and egg yeah that's on it. our most recent instagram to let us know that you made it to the end of the episode we love you guys have a great day happy hump day and we'll Goodbye. see you tomorrow